Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Prop Moto Podcast. Today, I will be talking about smart furniture. I am your host, Franco. I'm the editor of Prop Moto. And to help me talk about this exciting uh, new topic is Allison Ballard. She's vice president and executive director of Foresight by Court. Uh, it's a furniture as a service and technology solutions provider. Hi, Allison. How are you today? Hi, Franco. I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Thank you. So, Obviously, you uh, spend a lot of your time talking to, uh, you know, office designers, uh, office managers, you know, companies that are kind of rejiggering their office. You know, just Mm -hmm. talk to me about how these companies are rethinking their office. You know, obviously so much has changed and, uh, you know, people are really trying to to re-understand even the purpose of the office. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of a big understatement of the day, huh? There's the significant... uh, you know, rediscovery of the need for flexible and fluid environments within the workplace these days. I think this has been an incredible phenomenon about, you know, unpredictable attendance in the office. You know, this is a phenomenon that's happening across a lot of different industries and market segments and sizes of companies and geographies that a lot of office occupiers are like, I, I say there's that emoji with two hands in the air with the palms to the sky. Like, I don't know, what should we be doing with our space these days? That they're recognizing that the workforce is going to want to work differently when they choose to perform their work in the office than they have before, because they also have home office to work from and third places to work from. And so a lot of them are trying to figure out what that interaction is going to look like in the office and how to, you know, create environments that are conducive to how the workforce wants to work when they're choosing to perform their work in the office. So I think one of the things that we're seeing more often now is an experimentation with furniture configuration. You know, there's a desire to romance the workforce back to perform that work in the office. And so how do we make it, you know, more home-based in the office, a more comfy environment there. You know, how are we addressing agility and the freedom to work in multiple different venues during a day in the office? And so, you know, they're they're recognizing that furniture should provide choice and flexibility because what one what one employee is going to do on any given day when they're working in an office could constitute four or five or six different environments that they want to perform work in throughout that day. So, you know, there's just this ongoing need to, you know, strategize about keeping the furniture management flexible and giving choice. It's prompted a lot of them to really kind of go back to the books about rethinking their overall asset management strategy. And many of them are coming back and saying, you know, we recognize that there should be a portion of our overall furniture assets that should remain flexible, maybe in perpetuity, that, you know, the the agile workforce is never going to kind of go back in time to being stagnant, that it's always going to be you know, a constant evolution. And I think another thing that's far more top mind that's been in the past is, you know, what what's our carbon footprint? How are we being good stewards of, you know, our use? And in consumption as it relates to climate change. And, you know, a lot of furniture eventually ends up in landfills and really contributes negatively to carbon impact. And so the idea of being able to use furniture as a service that can be reused and recycled really kind of checks those boxes as it relates to, you know, environmental concerns and keeping 
and try looking for opportunities to imbue that into an asset management and a real estate strategy. So the, I think those are some of the ways that companies are rethinking how they use furniture. Yeah, I really think you're right. I think that a lot of companies really are admitting that they don't know, right? And are admitting that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'll never know, right? Maybe mm -hmm. this is something that we are always kind of trying to figure out, right? Workforces change, work styles change, mm -hmm. companies change, right? Products change. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it, I think there is this kind of uh, almost exciting wave of innovation coming to the office where there's really this, you know, instead of kind of building the office and, you know, people work in it, you're kind of studying and innovating as you go along. And, you know, right. this is office by office, you know, yeah. geography by geography. But, you know, talk to me about how some of your clients are using furniture and kind of being smarter with the way that they do their layouts in order to, to kind of uh, get this type of innovation that I think we all really need to see in the office right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, renting furniture, using furniture as a service and then layering in some of those user analytics, it just enables workplace strategists to measure the performance of those configurations and then modify them based on how um, the workforce is using them, based on the demand the workforce is placing on those different furniture configurations. I mean, you know, being innovative around flexibility allows, you know, uh, organizations to respond promptly. You know, if you're looking to romance the workforce back into the office and you're measuring the utilization of that office and the workforce recognizes that, oh, those areas that were dormant, no activity and no you know, energy happening in the office have been changed up, you know, they're going to be they're going to see that as a sign that the organization is responding to their needs in the office. You know, we talk a lot about stakeholders and leadership within organizations really seeing the office as conduit to, you know, mentorship and alignment with the corporate mission and, and the brand of the organization. And, you know, aligning to the vision and mission is also contributing positively to retention rates and, you know, that kind of thing. So there is a necessity to respond to how the workforce wants to work in the office because they want them to be contributing to the performance of the organization and to see how they're doing on a daily basis is adding value to the organization and kind of have access to that mentorship and leadership and space. And so, you know, being able to foster that kind of loyalty and connection and using the office to contribute to that, you know, the data is showing that our clients' ecosystems in the first five months of 2023, underperforming furniture configurations that were replaced with options that align with how their workforce is interacting with space on peak utilization occupancy days in the weeks following those reconfigurations, we're seeing an uptick greater than 20% of utilization percentages of those spaces. So that really is representing that kind of innovation in space that what was dormant, when you change it, the data shows it's used a little bit better because that's how the workforce wants to use space. So I think constantly improving those furniture configurations is innovative. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about how we actually kind of uh, get this data, right? I think, you know, office uh, managers and, you know, asset managers have always looked at kind of rudimentary data, right? You're looking at swipes or maybe occupancy data in a room, but you know, I think when we're really trying to understand the value of the office, we have to go much farther than that, right? We have to look at mm -hmm. the productivity, the creativity, the interconnectivity that that's created, right? More than just, hey, are, are people standing or sitting in the office? So talk to me about how furniture can, can actually help create that data and help 
uh, paint the picture that I think most you know, office managers need to see right now about what, you know, what's actually being used and, and why. Yeah. I mean, again, we're referencing back, you know, some of the utilization data from the first five months of 23. I mean, that's the theory that the reason people are in the office is to meet with coworkers, you know, and not just understanding that attendance happened, you badge in to an office, you were there. That doesn't really inform what you did when you got there, what spaces you're using, you know, how you want to perform work, what product people are working on and at during different times of the day, you know, interacting in the with the furniture and how you're understanding how, you know, people are using them is what's going to contribute to your understanding of how the agile workforce wants to work if you are a workplace strategist. So the first baseline measurement is to understand what what's being used. And, you know, inferences on worker behavior can be derived from that. So, you know, not just, hey, we have an open bullpen area of sit-to-stand desks and an open bullpen area of stationary desks that are undedicated and the sit-to-stands are used more. So the inference is, yeah, okay, people want to work more there. It's not just that. It's open areas that are, you know, lounge seating vignettes. They are underutilized then open seating areas that have like huddle tables that allow people to do focus work, but be close to the action and the energy in the office. You know, that kind of tells you that the behavior of the employee in the office, even when they want to perform focused areas, they for focused work, they want to do it in areas that, you know, it has a little bit more energy around it, like liken it to like working at a Starbucks or something. I think that's also direct correlation of how isolated we have been as a society for the last two, three years and the desire to kind of get back into the mix. And even when they're doing focus work, they want to be in proximity to that mix. So that helps people understand the behavior of the workforce in the office is to measure how those furniture configurations are used, when they're used, how long they are used, so that you can create more of those vignettes that are indicative of how the workforce wants to perform work in the office. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously when it's, it sounds very easy, say, oh, you know, you kind of get the data and then you create the insights, but anyone who's actually had to sit down and do this realizes that that's actually really hard, right? To look at data, what's usually a large array of data, right? And to actually sit down and and analyze it and say definitively, well, this is what's going on and why is, is can be really tricky. So, you know, what, what are some of the best practices that people can use when um, both yeah. collecting and, and analyzing the data to help them kind of get to those insights and not just have a big, you know, pile of numbers? Yeah, great question. I mean, I, I think like any software program, data out is as good as data in. And I think one of the things that we really encourage our clients to do is put is many different assignments of attributes or tags that they can into the system so that they can compare and contrast against all different kinds of data sets that would be relevant to them. So if they're trying to understand, you know, at a at a desk level or a room level what's being used, they can. And then they can cross-examine that against that those same attributes in different buildings or different floors or different areas to try to funnel through and filter through all of the different pieces of information that can help them optimize space against neighborhoods or departments or types of furniture configurations. Again, it's just being able to customize the attribute assignment you do so that you can compare and contrast against multitude 
uh, tags, if you will, so that you can make better informed decisions to justify changes in real estate footprint. That's certainly a best practice. I think another one would be there's this common misconception that a moment in time or an observation study for two weeks will really give you the data necessary to optimize real estate or better plan for what you need for what's next. And that's a common misconception. I mean, behavior is different when somebody is watching you perform than it would be just over the natural course of the day. So observation studies, you know, or just taking that moment in time, well, I could have gotten up and gone and gotten some water from the kitchen when you came by to see if I was using my desk, those kinds of things. So we really encourage our clients to take a look at at least six months worth of data to inform a long-term real estate decision. 12 months is better. It enables you to spot trends and to kind of account for vacations and holidays and influx of projects that where people come and work in collaboration in an office to accomplish goals, like those kinds of things. And it allows them to optimize space in the meantime as well. And then make, you know, make a decision, iterate, and then test that hypothesis. Is this really, this change that we made, is this really what's working for the workforce or do we need to change it again? So, you know, that's another kind of best practice around getting out any kind of utilization data set what you put in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are lots of changes needed, uh, lots of optimizations needed for the office as it currently stands. So, you know, luckily, uh, you know, both flexible furniture and a whole kind of suite of software can can help people do that. So, yeah, it helps them definitely get ahead of shifts in use and understand how, you know, the workforce is normalizing or changing those patterns and enables workforce strategists to continuously improve the optimization of their space. Well, great. Thank you, Allison, so much for your time and have a great rest of the day. You too, Rongo. Great to be with you. Take care. This podcast series is brought to you by Foresight by Court. The workplace has changed dramatically. Optimize your office space with Foresight by Court's affordable workplace utilization technology and flexible furniture solutions. Learn how to be permanently flexible at foresightbycourt.com. That's the number four, S-I-T-E-B-Y-C-O-R-T dot com.